is up you guys welcome back today i wanted to really break down my health and wellness journey i feel like it's been very extensive and i get questions on this all the time so i thought that this would be a great way to really break it down and go through everything that i've gone through uh over the last 31 years i'm 31 year old woman now so um before we get into this there will be talks of all of that kind of stuff like stuff with eating stuff with food if that is something that's sensitive for you um maybe don't listen to this episode today um and honestly going forward i will just randomly talk about things that are very sensitive um if that is something that you can't listen to at the time totally understand would love to have you back at a time when you can um but i just want to put that out there because I am just a very open book, so I'm just going to talk about this kind of stuff, and um, hopefully I can be very clear in the title so that you don't click on things that will upset you, um, but at the same time, I might just upset you anyway just because I'm going to be talking about like all, all the things all the time, so I just wanted to put that little... Um, disclaimer here at the beginning before I get into it because I want to be very candid. I don't want to um, limit what I'm saying about these things because this is my experience. Um, I also want to say that like what I'm saying about me is never how I feel about anybody else. It's all very personal. Um, Anything that has to do with health fitness, wellness, mental health, all of that kind of thing, um, diet, nutrition, all of that, it's very personal. Um, So I just want to say that as well because I'm never going to say that like what I do needs to be what you do and because of my my past, uh, this should be for you too. I'm I'm never going to force any of like what I'm doing onto you, you know? Um, but I am going to be very candid with my experience because I think that that is more beneficial than me uh, sugarcoating things. So let's get into it. Um, also, I asked you guys on Instagram to ask me any of your health and fitness type of questions. So I will answer those at the end here. So, okay, so we're going to kick it back all the way to when I was a wee little tot growing up. Um, we never really ate super healthy. I didn't know what a carb, fat, protein, anything was until literally, I am not joking, like 2016 is when I learned what those things were. I'm pretty sure like in health class, we like learned about that. But growing up, I was very much so like I was good at taking tests, learning the information that I needed for a test. And then I would just like control alt delete (laughs) and delete all of the information from my brain as soon as that test was done. So I'm sure I learned about it. I'm sure the school I was in like taught me these things, but it never registered for me until later in life. And I'll get into that and why I got into that when I did. But um, I always ate dog shit pretty much like we never ate healthy I just had a very fast metabolism so it just it like I never gained fat I was always very tiny growing up um I was also very active I was in dance and danced until I was I think age 18 um and I really loved that I I really miss it by the way side side note I would love to get back into ballet and stuff um but finding finding adult ballet classes is very difficult anyway um Around the age of, oh, and throughout my childhood and like my teenage years and early, early adult years, um, 
I always was very confident in my body. I never had any, um, any negative feelings towards my body. And, um, but I did always, once I got into like high school, I did realize that I had a lot of like issues. Um, so some of the things that I had going on was I would have a headache literally almost every day. Um, and I had a lot of digestion issues where I was very constipated. Um, there were like weeks where like, I just wouldn't, I would maybe go like once in a week. Um, I had a lot of stomach pain because of it. It would, it would give me like shooting pains in my stomach and my back. Um, but I never knew that this was about food. I thought it was normal. First of all, it was something that I didn't really want to talk about because it was like, I didn't know that it was unusual not to, to go to the bathroom that much or that little, um, and just having a headache was like, oh, you have a headache, take, take a pill or, you know, uh, take a nap. Just, I, I didn't realize that having so many headaches was like an issue. Um, finally around the age of 19, oh no, at 18, I ended up getting so constipated that I went to the doctor because I almost went to the emergency room, but it ended up subsiding, but the pain was so excruciating uh, I, it like took my breath away. And when I went to the doctor, they did x-rays and she told me that I was, uh, constipated so far up in the x-ray, it was up to my chest. And she was like, (laughs) my mom laughed and she was like, so basically you're full of shit. (laughs) But basically my doctor was like, well, you need to do something about this, you know, take a laxative or something because you can eventually actually throw up your poop. Um, I learned this at this doctor's appointment and she was saying that you, um, you can actually die doing that. You can like choke on your poop. It's very disgusting. Um, but she didn't, didn't know I was going to go there, but yeah. So I never really changed anything about my diet at that time. It was kind of like, okay, I'm constipated, whatever. I didn't really take it seriously. Um, and then a year later, around the age of 19, there was this big traumatic event that happened in my life that um, kind of struck this whole thing that I've been going through ever since. Just this, this pretty much all of my um food issues and health issues really, really started then because that's when I started to cope with things by emotional eating. Um, I feel like emotional eating can be like a whole separate episode on itself. Um, but I'm going to touch on it a little bit today, but yeah, anytime I would be stressed, sad, happy, I would grab food if I was excited about something um, or or achieved something. I would go out to eat. I would get ice cream and everything. Um, also, I want to say that there's nothing bad with certain things like this. Like even still, like if there's a birthday or an exciting thing going on, like I think it's it's normal to go and celebrate in those ways. But I think that when you look at it from afar, if you feel like you're struggling in that area, you know, when I look back it was always like, ooh, that was an excuse to really indulge. And I wasn't even restricting then. I, I, no, I never restricted then. It just, it was a way of coping with my emotions. Um, so it was definitely on a deeper level. It's not like your typical, let's go out and celebrate. It was more, it was more than that for me. So, um, but especially when I was stressed or sad or upset or was going through something, I ended up dealing with my feelings by eating and I would specifically, I remember eating, um, flaming hot, flaming hot Cheetos and moose tracks ice cream. And I would have them next to my bed. I would eat one after the other. And as soon as I felt the 
uncomfortable fullness go away to where it was like painful I would do it again and I would do that on repeat all day long and just sit there um I was definitely like self-destructing in that way um so those were some bad habits that I had I ended up um gaining a lot of weight and when I look what's funny now is I'm actually the same weight as I was when I was my heaviest back in 2016 or 2017 I don't remember what year um but we'll touch on that at the end of the video. I have a way healthier mindset now and way better relationship with my body now. And there's something uh, magical about being the same weight on the scale um, and just being where I am today all these years later. Um, but yeah, something that really started, uh, some, some of the symptoms that I was dealing with during, that, during those years was, um, of course, the digestion. Um, and then I had a lot of depression, which also could have been from um, just the life events that I was going through. But I just had like a very, very low self-esteem, very low self-worth um, and n like no motivation for anything. I had a very horrible mindset on everything. I felt like everyone was a bitch. Everyone was out to get me. Everyone hated me. Everything was about me, me, me. I was very in my head. Um... And I just felt like life was happening to me, you know, like bad things were happening to me. And I was just very like negative all the time. Um, and then a huge thing and what really struck me and started me into this whole health and wellness journey was I started having chronic migraines. There's an actual name for the type of migraine I was experiencing, but it would completely get rid of my peripheral vision. Um, my hands would go numb. I would have the aura. Um, and the pain from the migraine was unbearable um, and would last for hours upon hours. And then days after the migraine episode, um, I would have like a, they call it the migraine hangover. And I was like lethargic for days after. So this happened three times within like a two-year period thank god it wasn't more than that that would be insane um the first time it happened i was at work um and i got rushed to the er or i wasn't rushed that sounds so dramatic <laughs> my mother-in-law and my husband he was my boyfriend at the time they came and picked me up from work and took me to the er but it's kind of scary because those symptoms are the same as uh, stroke so they did like the tests and everything and they concluded you know it, it is just a migraine but I hate that they say just a migraine because like the pain from it is insane oh I forgot to mention I also threw up um and it was just all very scary um so yeah this happened three times during like I think like a two-year time period and that is what really kind of kick-started me into oh no wait Yes, it is what kickstarted me into my health journey. But one time, what year was it? I think it was winter of 2016. I had another migraine episode. And finally, I was like, okay, I need to go get like my brain looked at or something like something's going on. So I went to a neurologist. I remember filling out the form and when I was waiting in the waiting room, it asked me like all of the different things I was dealing with. And I checked a bunch of things, anxiety, depression, the migraines, digestion, all of these different things. So he did the tests. Um, I think I had a CT scan or something along those lines. 
and he came in and and i remember i was sitting in the waiting room or in the the doctor's office waiting for the results and i was talking with my mom and i said you know i i wonder if like i should change my diet because i had I just ate whatever I wanted. If I wanted Taco Bell, I'd get it. If I wanted McDonald's, I'd get it. If I wanted Wendy's, I'd get it, no matter what. And like at home, my mom really didn't love cooking. So it was a lot A lot of what I ate was just like fast food and, and stuff like that. And because there wasn't a lot of cooking in my house, I had never really learned how to cook myself. I didn't know how to cook meat. And at that point, I really didn't know like a protein, fat, and a carb. Um, so... Uh, we were talking about like nutrition and she was like, yeah, like that, that probably sounds like a good idea. It can't hurt, right? Like eating healthy can't hurt. And I just always told myself at that time that like, oh, I just never want to eat healthy. I can, I can live without eating that way because to me, like it just sounded awful. Um, so anyways, the doctor comes in, tells me everything's fine. It's just, you know, the migraines. And he was like, well, do you take a lot of ibuprofen? I said, yes. He said, well, that's why you're getting migraines. And I was like, well, why am I getting head- like bad headaches every day then? I wouldn't need to take the ibuprofen if I wasn't having all of these bad migraines. And now I- I've done my research. I know and I understand that ibuprofen can cause like more severe migraines, um, especially if you have a lot of it. But I, what, what do you mean? Like, I, I, like, I get that, but also I wouldn't need to take these painkillers if I wasn't in pain to begin with. What is causing this? He didn't understand my confusion, um, and basically told me that he was going to put me on, uh, two different kinds of steroid medications. Um, and I was like, well, instead of like putting me on another pill, uh, what what about my diet? Like I, I checked off a bunch of issues that I'm having, you know, the depression, anxiety, the weight gain, um, you know, should, shouldn't I like change my diet? Do you think that this would help if I change my diet? He was like, eh, I don't know. I would do the steroid pills first, do that. And then if those don't work, then you can change your diet. So I grabbed the, uh, prescription, uh, paper or whatever and I just never went and filled it up because I I just felt like that didn't make sense to me um again no judgment if if you're someone that wants to go that route you know if you're in like similar instances you know everybody's different everyone has to make their decision for themselves um for me I just felt like well let me just try my diet first um I tried so that was I think November of 2016 um through that winter I really tried uh, to get into the gym. I tried everything. I tried like different, uh, not diets, but I tried like finally learning what a protein, a fat, and a carb was. I tried like tracking my food and like actually caring and trying and like putting an effort. Um, and it, it, it was very difficult for me. Very difficult for me. It was the first time that I'd actually ever intended to try to eat healthy and like actually take care of myself which I really struggled with because I had very low self-worth at the time so trying to take care of a body that you just didn't like and didn't care about and you uh, if I'm honest hated and hated being in and felt trapped in it was very hard to want to take care of that body and take care of that person um 
Finally, in 2017, spring of 2017, I believe it was, I learned about keto. Um, again, I want to preface this with saying like this isn't for everybody, um, but keto really changed the game for me, and I'm going to explain why. So um, for me, it was a way of eating that I felt excited about food. I could put butter on food. I could put cream in my coffee. I could put, I could eat bacon and eggs and cheese and all of these foods that I loved. And so I really went down a deep dive. I learned so much about it. And for me, it felt like I was eating all of these quote unquote forbidden foods. Um, again, I'm using like terminology that I feel like people are going to be upset about, but I'm just being honest. This is how I felt in that moment. And I had so much fun learning about it. And then when I implemented it, I had incredible results. So at the time, yes, I wanted to fix the migraine issue. And thankfully, I hadn't had a migraine since November. Um, But I still was getting the headaches, uh, just like the daily headaches and stuff. This was just a way of eating that I ended up falling in love with. And when I implemented it, I lost so much weight physically. And it felt like, like I had won the lottery in a way because it was a way of eating that I enjoyed and I looked forward to. It wasn't boring. Um, It made me feel good and I had results. Then after doing it for some time, I noticed like my brain fog had just lifted and I didn't even know that I had brain fog, but this like mental clarity had kicked in to where I I felt so focused on things that I was doing. I wasn't annoyed all the time. My, I, I swear I had a major personality shift then. Um, and I just, I had so much fun, like, just with food and with learning about the science behind it and with then seeing the changes in my body that I'd worked so hard for and had been working hard for. Um, it was very motivating to me and that's when I started sharing about it online. Oh, and then the other thing is it completely changed my digestion. I finally had regular bowel movements for the first time, honestly, since I was like a kid because that whole time I always struggled with being constipated all the time. So this was the first time that I had normal bowel movements. Um, And in fact, when I started incorporating MCT oil, I remember I went through like a bulletproof coffee phase because, you know, if you've ever been like hardcore in the keto community, people have talked about bulletproof coffee, which my bulletproof coffee recipe was coffee, a tablespoon of butter, a tablespoon of coconut oil, or MCT oil, and then a little bit of stevia in there. And yeah, whip that bad boy up. Oh, I also put cinnamon and I whipped it up in a blender. (laughs) I think I like told myself I really liked it. Well, no, at the time, I think I really did enjoy it. Now, I there, there you can't catch me drinking a bulletproof coffee. Um, not for me anymore. But at, then I really did enjoy it. But the MCT oil gave me the runs um, for for a minute there. So it was it was actually for me. I enjoyed that because it was like I had been so constipated for so long. I needed the clean out, right? Um, anyway. Then from 2017 to 2019, I had kind of 
done keto and then not done keto or done quote unquote lazy keto where you count like your net carbs and all of that net carbs are basically your carbs uh subtract the fiber and that's your net carbs so you could technically have more carbs because the fiber and whatever um so i was kind of doing that and i still then by uh end of 2018 now it had been a year of like going on and off of like eating in a keto way um I was ready for like the next phase because I had I think I had dropped like 30 pounds or something like that and I felt great but then I was kind of like bouncing around with my weight and I wanted to go to the next level because I had gotten to a good maintenance phase so in 2019 uh, spring of 2019 I hired a nutritionist because I really wanted to learn more about keto at this point there had been a lot of people coming out talking negatively about keto um so I just wanted to make sure that I was doing things in a healthy way I didn't want to at that point I had developed such a good relationship with my body that instead of hating myself and hating my body hating the way that I looked I now wanted to take care of it and I loved it and I wanted to do what was best for it which was the first time that I'd like really felt that way in so many years so Um, I started working with a nutritionist. I learned so much from working with this nutritionist. So I worked with Working Against Gravity. Love them. Um, I've worked with them on and off for ever since then, honestly. Um, But I learned how I just, at that point, she, well, so, so how this worked was I would check in once a week. I would give my measurements and my photos and I would track not just um, my food because I would track that every day. She gave me a set of macros to hit. So I had like a calorie number, my protein number, fat and carb number, um, and I had a fiber goal. And then Um, When I would give my measurements, my photos, I would also track my sleep and energy and my mood. And I would rate that on a scale of one to 10. Um, So it was very much not only just like a nutrition coaching, but it also kind of felt like a lifestyle coach in a way. So that was very helpful for me because I was able to understand like depending on like my my if I was if it was during my period cycle or if like I had something going on like in my life that would affect my mood and my energy which you know and my sleep and how that would also impact my nutrition or how like if I had ice cream like how that would affect me it just became where I learned so much information and learned a lot about myself and a lot about how food and lifestyle things affect me personally so Um, I did that for a few months and then I stopped because I just wanted to not have to constantly pay for a nutritionist. I felt like I learned what I needed to learn. I also really got into fitness. I started working out with my friend Amanda. We went every day and did, uh, we lifted weights. Um, And then, uh, let's see, did we stop working out together? I can't remember if we stopped working out in the fall or if we stopped working out in 2020. It's all a blur now. But come 2020, I slipped back into a depressive state, uh, obviously, because of everything that was going on in the world. It felt like that was going to be forever. Um, I couldn't go to the gym. Also, like 
family members getting sick, you know, there was just a lot going on and just just the state of the world. You remember, we all know how that went. So I fell back into my emotional eating tendencies, which I had not felt or like, yeah, I hadn't really felt those emotional eating tendencies since like 2016, honestly. So it had been some years. Um, so in 2020, I really dealt with that a lot again. Um, my grandma died that year. We had, we had just like gone through a lot that year. And then come 2021 was the year that Ruben and I were going to be having our wedding. So I finally was like, okay, we're hiring a nutritionist again. Let's do this again. So I worked again with working against gravity. And I did, I feel like 2021 was really the first year that I had applied everything that I had learned and then also did it in a very balanced way. It's 2021 was the first year that I really felt confident. I loved myself. I loved my body, just wanted to take care of it. And I just really wanted to look my best for my wedding day. And I wanted to lose some weight and just just look my best, feel my best, have fun. But again, I wanted to do it in a balanced way. So um, I worked again with a nutritionist. Again, all of this I've been doing like in a ketogenic way. And in the meantime, like I, I want to say, I feel like 2021 was the first time that I really implemented doing keto, but also living. So I would eat in a ketogenic way the majority of the time, but then like I would go and get ice cream. I would go get gelato anytime I went and had a dress fitting. Um, Ruben and I would get Domino's every now and then, you know, and I didn't, I didn't restrict myself. I didn't, I didn't say, oh, you can't have that. Like you're trying to fit into your dress. It was nothing, nothing along those lines. And it was very much so like because I'm eating so healthy and nourishing my body and I feel great, I genuinely want this pizza right now. But because I gave myself like the permission to like eat whatever, it made it easier to decide when I wanted those things because sometimes it was like, you know what? I don't really want pizza because I don't want to feel like shit right now. Like I, I want to have, you know, something else, something else that's going to make me feel good. Um, it just made it easier for me to find that balance. So 2021 was a very transformative year for me because I found a lot of confidence in that. I felt I felt like I had really owned that because um, I was able to find that balance that I've heard so many people talk about. Now, the only thing that I didn't find is eating intuitively. And that's something that I'm continually trying to learn, um, which I'll get into that in a little bit. But um also in 2021, I was lifting weights, but I also found kickboxing and I loved kickboxing. I worked with a personal trainer and for me, it kind of felt, this is so weird, but it kind of felt like ballet because he would say different moves, like different, he would shout out the different numbers, like one, two, three, which is like a jab, cross, hook. Um, and so it felt like I was doing like, you know, plie, plie ensemble, da, 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 you know, it felt like I was almost dancing, but like totally different. Um, and ooh, I, that was like the best workout I've ever had. And I, I miss that as well. Um, but yeah, after my wedding, I, oh, let me tell you the feeling of being confident in my body. And being confident with food and not feeling like it controlled me, I felt like I had beaten my emotional eating tendencies. I felt on top of the world, like truly. Um, and then 
out of nowhere in 2021 at the end like towards like late fall something hit me where I just kind of got into a slump I ended up getting into a workout slump because um, when I was kickboxing, my knee got injured. So I wasn't able to work out for about two months during that time. I think that that's kind of like what struck this because I wasn't able to work out. And then I started like the emotional eating started creeping back in for the first time. And it was like, I, I, I like knew it was happening too. And so I was like trying to like, like, okay, like this isn't happening. Like we're not, you know. Um, and then in 2022, finally from like fall to spring, I had gained 30 pounds. I, I don't even know how that happened because I wasn't like binge eating constantly, but I feel like that along with stress, along with, I don't know what, I also turned 30. So I feel like there was like something internally going on with me and like, I feel like, that's when I really started realizing, okay, I should start going to therapy, even though I didn't start going until a year later. But yeah, like a lot of things started to surface. A lot of things were start like starting to go on with me where I honestly, like I can't even explain it really, but like, I just felt like I was changing. And so I started coping again with food. Um, and then I started thinking like, okay, well, I, I think too, I started trying to incorporate carbs that were really healthy. So like rice, potatoes, honey, you know, stuff like that. Um, and I ended up like unintentionally going on like a bulk um, because then I started like, it, like if I wanted to emotionally eat, I was going to eat that stuff instead. Anyway, finally, I was I was in such a rut at the beginning of 2022 that I decided to hire a personal trainer and I decided to work with the nutritionist again. Anytime I had worked with the nutritionist in the past, I think I had only worked with them from like three to six months um, at a time because I just I didn't want to rely on having a nutritionist. It was nothing that the nutritionist did wrong ever. It was just always like I didn't want to have to rely on that. You know, I wanted to be able to do it myself. So at this time, I'd I had been in such a rut and realized, okay, over the last, like, you know, from how, I don't know how many months, like October to March, I was in such a rut and was like, okay, let's, let's get some help. So I got some help from a personal trainer and I hired the nutritionist company again. Um, and throughout all of 2020, two, almost said 2020, throughout that whole year of 2022, last year, I really put a lot of my focus in on lifting weights with my personal trainer. I learned so much. Um, I focused on kind of like uh, my achievements in the gym. So instead of curling 10 pound dumbbells, curling 15 pound dumbbells, going up to 20 pound dumbbells, um, my deadlift, I focused on that before working out there. When I would work out on my own, I think the highest I'd ever done with a deadlift was like 130 pounds. And by the end of last year, I was doing, I could do 200 pounds for a one rep. So I had really focused all of my energy on that. And I didn't look at the scale or anything because I just didn't want to know. And actually, when I first went into my uh, personal trainer, I went on the scale and I told him that I had a really bad relationship with the scale. I didn't want to know what the number was. I would get inside my head and it would actually do the opposite for me if I knew what that number was. So um, 
finally in in the fall I had weighed myself and technically on the scale I had only lost five pounds but I had gained I think it was like 10 or 12 pounds of muscle and I had lost like a bunch of fat so it was like I was doing like a body recomp and I didn't even really know that I was doing that because I just focused on like doing what he told me to do and like focusing on like the weightlifting instead of like losing fat um so that was good news even though the numbers the numbers scared me because it was not what I was wanting you know um but cool too because it was like wait a minute that number can mean something different for me that that number doesn't have to mean emotional weight gain trauma coping um I hate myself things you know like all of that was what I had always wrapped up into those numbers now this number meant a healthy mentality of where I was at and taking care of myself and loving myself and gaining muscle and doing what I had to do for my body and um, healing myself and it meant all of these things so um, I still to this day have a bad relationship with a scale it's currently actually under my bed instead of in the bathroom because I don't I don't think that I should be weighing myself all the time um, but it was cool to see that number and feel the way I felt in my body and the achievements that I had made in the gym and now associating that with that number instead of all of the negative things that I had always saw when I saw that number because when I had saw such a high number on the scale for me those negative things that I had mentioned previously those were what I saw when I saw that number and when I looked in the mirror that's what I saw and now it was the opposite which is really cool and I think that that's what people say when they're like oh like don't judge the number and like weight doesn't matter and like you know all of the body positivity type of things um I feel like that's when it kind of like clicked for me in that way because I had I had I you know in 2021 around the time of my wedding and when I had like developed like a healthy balance that was the first time I had felt that but then I hadn't felt that also being at a higher number if that makes sense so this was the first time that I had felt those feelings but also not being at such a low weight on the scale so that was a really big win for me um let's see here also during that time I started kickboxing only for two months because of the gym that I started kickboxing at uh ended up shutting down um but I went to do a hook and I bent my wrist and I had really bad uh wrist injury but I ended up recovering from that pretty quickly um and also lifting weights has helped my knee as well I find that when I'm not as active my knee actually hurts more I think it's from the inflammation or something I don't know but um I know some of the questions that you guys had uh, were about injuries and stuff, so I wanted to mention that really quickly. Okay, so then let's now flash to spring of this year. I would say like March, April. Um, I stopped working out with my personal trainer and I stopped working with my nutritionist. Um, I just, I don't want to have to rely on anybody else and that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm trying to rely on me um I've there's something about it like going to classes and going to uh having an appointment with a trainer having a kickboxing personal trainer like I've always been able to show up for other people if I have an appointment 
I will be there and I will be there early. I will show up. I will go above and beyond to be the best client, to be the best student. Um, But showing up for myself is something that I've never been good at. And that's something that I'm working on. And um, so the last month I've been trying to show up for myself. And (laughs) if I'm honest, I've taken now two weeks off. So it's only been two weeks consistently that I went by myself since stopping with my trainer. So I need to get my shit together. Um, And this is me just being very honest and open with you that it's something that I struggle with. And I don't know why I am this way. I don't know why I can't show up for myself because I am now at this place where I do, you know, I love myself. I love my body. I want to take care of my body. But I am finally ready for this phase of like, instead of only caring about um, doing well in the gym and like progressing in the gym, I am ready for that next step to just shed this excess weight and get more fit and be more realistic with it and not emotional about it. Like I'm not I'm not looking at myself in the mirror like saying all of these negative things. I I'm at peace in my body and I and I'm in a good place, but I'm ready for that next step to want to make the changes that I want to make and in a healthy way, of course. Um but yeah, I don't know why like the showing up for myself thing has been such an issue for me. I don't understand it. It's like if, if I'm meeting somebody to work out, I'll be there for them. But I don't know why I haven't been able to be there for myself. Um, and I think that a lot of it is routine. And when I show up for myself, it's more like I have the conversation with myself of, well, you don't have to go now. You can go later. Where if I'm meeting someone else, like I'll be there at that time. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe I just need to stick to my routine of like 8 a.m. going, you know, instead of being like, oh, I'm tired today. Um, you can go at noon because if I if I do that, I'm, there's no fucking way I'm going to go at noon. I already know it. Why do I tell myself like I'm going to do that? It's not going to happen, bitch. <laughs> so um, yeah, maybe that's Maybe that's going to be a goal of mine for this week is to show is to show up for myself at the same time every day and get that routine. Because like I said in my first uh, episode, or not, it's not my first episode, but the episode before this, um, I do like structure and I like routines and things like that. So um, maybe maybe that's what it is that I'm missing when I'm when I'm showing up for myself and I have a workout routine with myself because yeah, that's that's my guess. Um, and I'll get into like motivation and staying consistent and stuff in a second because a lot of you guys had questions about that. Um, but yeah, I've just kind of noticed that just like I basically need to stay active because it helps manage my my stress and it helps me to feel myself. And I feel that way with eating healthy as well. Um, the last two weeks, I also have been indulging a lot more and um which I, I love, <laughs> but um, it's starting to catch up with me with my digestion and I've been having headaches. The last three days, I've been having really bad headaches. So that's kind of like the indicator of like, okay, we need to like have that balance again and not switch from being so strict with eating and then being very lenient with eating. There needs to be this balance. And um, I know I can do it because I've done it in the past. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Of Like, okay, time to reel it back in. We've had some pizza. We've had some Dairy Queen. We've had some 
red lobster biscuits. <laughs> and um, I made Ruben this like double chocolate cake with Oreos. Oh my gosh, it's still in my fridge. Um, you know, and just like having that stuff, but not all the time because the last two weeks has been all the time. So I need to kind of like focus on that balance and reel that back in. And that's kind of where I'm at right now and kind of how I deal with that kind of stuff. Because a lot of times people ask me all the time, are you still keto? Do you still keto? Do you still do keto? Do you do carnivore? Like all that. And I don't like to put myself in a box. There was a time where I did because I was like so in love with it because it had changed my life so dramatically. But I just like to say I eat healthy in general. Um, but if you were to look at what I'm eating in general, I am eating more of a ketogenic lifestyle. Um, I eat high healthy fats. I eat high protein and low carb just because that's, I truly think how my body prefers to eat. It helps with my digestion. It helps keep the migraines away. It helps keep the headaches away. It helps my um, stress levels, my energy levels, my sleep, my mood, literally everything thrives when I'm eating in that way. So that's kind of like the way that I prefer to eat. Um, I think it's so funny, quick little rant. I think it's so funny when people talk about how when people do keto, they're cutting out a main food group like carbs. I mean, I could freaking argue the exact same thing with anybody that's doing low fat, but you don't see me questioning about it. A low fat diet is about 50 grams of fat. And technically, technically, carbs aren't essential for living technically now are carbs great absolutely there's nothing wrong with carbs but if you're stranded on an island um and you only ate carbs you would die <laughs> you have to have protein and fat you have to you can't even just have protein you have to have fat you have to have those two because they're essential carbs are technically a non-essential uh macronutrient technically Again, I'm not saying that carbs are bad. It's just funny how people will say that you're cutting out a, mac a, a main essential macronutrient when people do keto. When, when I could easily say the same thing about people that have a high carb and low fat diet. But um, anyways, rant over. Um, and I want to say no judgment on whatever diet you decide to do. And when I say diet, I just mean way of eating. I'm not saying going on a diet. I'm just saying however you want to eat that makes you happy. But bless, like you do you. I'm not here to judge on what you do. Please don't judge me on what I do because we're all just doing what works best for us, right? Let's all just have a little bit of um, grace for each other and like, open-mindedness it's like not that serious oh i want to talk about meat really quickly um i highly recommend the book the sacred cow it taught me a lot about the meat industry and just helped me understand how the amount of animals that die just to have one crop made is absolutely insane so i personally try to buy local as much as possible um, and from smaller family-owned farms. But for me, I think learning all about this with the meat was just so interesting to me and helped me learn and understand why I do feel good when I'm having so much protein and when I am more meat-based. Um, I did get some carnivore, carnivore questions because I did try to eat um, in a carnivorous way for a bit there. Um, I like that more for like a detox for like just like a weekend, a week max, um, because I do like my vegetables. I like I like me some broccoli. I like me some green beans. Ooh, I love me some green beans. And I like me some fruit. 
Right now I'm on a pineapple and watermelon kick. I like me some strawberries. Yeah, definitely love the fruits and vegetables. Also setting goals and how that's helpful. That is next on my list. So currently I just wanted to talk about my goals um, that I'm gonna be focusing on here because I feel like I am now in a transition phase with my health and wellness journey. I feel very at peace and excited for this next phase. I feel like I've kind of concluded a chapter of like the lifting heavy phase and um, all of that. I feel like I can go into wanting to lose fat and boosting my cardio and doing all of that in a healthy way and in a peaceful mindset because the way that I look right now and the way that I feel right now in my body, um, I'm not necessarily, I'm going to be honest, I'm not 110% happy with the way that I'm looking, but like the way that I feel on the inside is very content. Like if I looked this way the rest of my life, I would be fine. Um, but I can realistically look at myself in a loving way and be like, okay, I'm ready to make changes and be at peace with that and not at, um, not fighting with myself about it because that is how it's been in the past where it's like, where I would talk so negatively to myself. I haven't been talking to myself that way. So I feel like I'm ready for this next phase. And I feel like a big part of that is setting goals. So uh, I feel like I had kind of like a realization here on the podcast when I was talking about like showing up for myself. I feel like I need to get back into my routine because I love routines. So waking up early and like first thing before I get on my laptop and before I check social media, just like having my coffee, having my alone time for a second and then going to the gym. And that can be the first thing that I do. That's how it's been for like the last year and a half. That's usually what I do. And that's what I did in 2021 as well. And I need to get back into that routine because lately the last like three weeks, I would say. I wake up and I get on social media and I do some work, I do some editing, and then by the time I'm done with my video, it's like 11.30. And by that point, I'm like, oh my God, the day is like half gone. So then I feel like I need to hurry up and get ready so I can film a video. Then by that point, it's nighttime and I don't wanna go to the gym at night. So instead, I need to just do my workout first thing. So that is my goal specifically for this week here is to do that and to get into a routine of going first thing in the morning and checking that off my list for uh, something that I'm doing for myself because this is definitely something that I'm doing for myself. Um, the other goal is getting back. I, I feel like I'm ready to get back into a more strict ketogenic way of eating. Uh, my favorite way that I ate was um, in 2021. I was more strict with eating keto, but I ate a lot of fruit during that time. I ate a lot of watermelon, a lot of pineapple, a lot of meat, a lot of healthy fats, but I allowed myself to eat pizza and ice cream whenever I wanted, and it, that ended up being like twice a month. Um, so I'm not giving myself that limitation of like, you can only have it twice a month, but just more of that like conversation with myself and being more realistic about like okay like do you really want this right now or do you, you want to not have this right now and just being more realistic and being honest with myself in those conversations because I don't want to slip back into a more emotional eating type of way like that's not we're not going down that road um, and that's also something that I really am working on with my therapist as well oh and then lastly uh cardio I 
told myself a couple months ago that I was going to run a half marathon. This bitch right here is not a runner, let me tell you. I have never been into running, um, but I found joy in doing it. Um, over this, you know, since like I would say 2019, I kind of started to do some like jogging and running and whatever. Um, and so then in the spring, I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run a half marathon. And then I stopped training for it. So I think that that can also be a goal that I start this week as well. Uh, so we're going to start with the morning routine and getting to the gym first thing. And then we're also going to start with three runs a week. So whether it be at the beginning of my workout or the end of my workout, um, I, but I think tacking it on along with my workout will be really helpful for me instead of going at a separate time because I won't do it. <laughs> I will not do it if I do it at a separate time. Um, but I think that setting goals for myself is really helpful because I like setting a goal and then achieving it. It helps me feel like I've <laughs> achieved something because I have, but it also just makes me feel more confident. Um, so that's definitely something that I, I think I'm going to, that's definitely something that I want to do and is set these goals. Um, and that's something that I'm working on this week. Um, okay. So I want to get into your questions now. So um, Kara on Instagram asked me currently what my nutrition looks like. So I do overall, I, I continue to just eat in a ketogenic way ish. Um, lately I've, I've just, I've eaten whatever I wanted. So, um, but it still looks like keto. Like I, I just, whenever I have a burger, I don't eat the bun because I don't enjoy it. But if you give me a hot dog, I will eat the bun. There's something about it. Like a hot dog just needs a bun. And like with a burger, I don't like find that I even want a bun anyway. So I don't eat a bun on that. Um, I love green beans. I love broccoli covered in butter. Um, what else do I eat? I eat a lot of eggs. We recently found this family owned farm and they have eggs that we go and get once a week. And Oh my gosh, they are the best eggs that I've ever had in my life. They're so rich and just delicious. The yolks are like a deep, dark orange. They're, oh my gosh, they're so good. I don't even want store-bought eggs anymore. I'm so bougie now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I eat a lot of eggs with bacon. Um, lately I've been having toast with it. Um, and we've been on a salad kick recently where we've been having Caesar salad. So those have been really good. I'm usually not a salad person. Um, what else? I love my bacon wrapped jalapeno cream cheese chicken breasts. I love chicken thighs with honey. Um, what else? I feel like I'm missing something. If you, if you want to see my meals, I, I need to post them more on Instagram. Yeah. So that's just like a quick gist. I can do like a, what I eat in a day video on YouTube if you'd like. Um, that's kind of just like a quick little overview of like, uh, typical foods and meals that I like to eat. Um, Ash on Instagram asked me about my butt workout. She said that I've got a nice butt. Thank you. Um, first of all, Thank you to my mom for my butt. I gotta say, I really do like my butt as well. <laughs> I like my butt. It's always been like curvy. And even when like big butts weren't like in style, I still really liked my butt. Um, especially now since lifting heavy this past year. Oh my gosh. I wish I could show you this before and after of my ass, but I'm like naked in the picture, so I can't really show it to you. But my ass has literally lifted like an inch and a half. I'm not kidding. It it has really gotten juicier since lifting heavy. So if you want like a butt workout, like because she asked me to like for a butt workout, um, deadlifts and squats, both like lift heavy 
in those and your ass will transform. Let me tell you. Um, it's almost now so big and so perky. It's um, annoying because dressing myself is a pain in the ass. No pun intended. Actually, that was very much intended, but it really is a pain in the ass. Like I already had a curvy butt as it was because of genetics and because I have been working out as well, like just consistently over the past, I don't know, five years, six years. And um, yeah, now it's just like it's it has grown because I have like grown the muscle. And so it's just annoying to try to dress because I feel like I need a size like two sizes bigger just to fit my butt but then I've got like this huge gap in my waist and normally like the Abercrombie curve love jeans are usually my jam but even those aren't working for me now it's kind of annoying so um I could I could tend to I'd be fine with losing a little bit of muscle in my butt to be honest with you um but thank you so much (laughs) okay so what workout program do you follow and are you working with a coach so I stopped working with my coach I've been considering working out with my coach again um just because I really enjoyed that process and um, learned a lot during that process as well. Currently, I've been doing lower weight and higher reps because I've been doing such low reps and higher weight for so long. So that's kind of what I've been doing now. And I just love all of, I love so many different workouts, to be honest. I, I just love all the classic movements. I love a squat. I love a deadlift. I love a bicep curl. I love a tricep extension. I love, um anything shoulders shoulders are my favorite body part to work out um and yeah i just literally google any type of like standard exercise i love incorporating that into my routine and having um some diversity in my workouts but also i could do the same thing every time and be happy because i just love i really do enjoy working out next question what do I eat in a day and healthy habit tips? So I already kind of went over what I eat. One thing I forgot to mention is I kind of intermittent fast, but in a way that works for me because someone asked me the other day and she was like talking about uh, the fact that I was having coffee or cream in my coffee in the morning and do I intermittent fast and does that break my fast and is it bad for my hormones and blah, 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 like all this stuff that like there's so much contradicting information out there. It's so freaking overwhelming and to be honest, I just don't give a shit anymore. I really don't. I can tend to like fall into those traps of like, like, oh, like intermittent fasting is bad for women and uh, blah, blah, blah. I just do what works best for me because if I think about it too hard, it's going to cause stress. And you know what stress is going to do? It's going to boost my cortisol. You know what that's going to do? Make me feel like shit. So I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. I'm just going to do what works best for me. And for me, I love to start my day with cream in my coffee. Do I drink water beforehand? No. Do I drink athletic greens? No. I drink my coffee. Dark roast as fuck. I love a deep, dark roast with cream in my coffee I went down the organic coffee route for a minute that was really freaking expensive I'm good with my Starbucks coffee with my heavy whipping cream and I drink that um I have about I would say two to three cups in the morning and I honestly this can be controversial but I don't care it's what I do and I'm not telling you to do it it's just what I do and what I feel good doing Um, I listen to my body first of all but I usually don't end up eating until like two o'clock I have my lunch around two something like that will be like you know two burgers with cheese on it some green beans with butter lots of salt whatever i also drink the element um electrolytes i love the raspberry flavor and then i'll have dinner whenever ruben gets home um so when he gets home we'll have 
it just depends either the bacon wrapped chicken recipe or the honey chicken recipe sometimes i'll just have a chicken breast with veggies um or we have a lot of bacon and eggs honestly i make some mean scrambled eggs i am proud of my eggs oh i can't believe i haven't talked about tacos yet i love tacos we make tacos all the time um people ask me all the time what tortillas i use i get these cauliflower sandwich thins from the brand outer aisle they're kind of expensive um sometimes i'll just have the regular tortillas if i'm in the mood for it but um i actually really prefer these and i just put them in the oven they're made out of cauliflower and i use that as the tortilla or if i'm in the mood for it i'll eat the tacos just in a bowl and just have like the steak with uh, sour cream and lime and cilantro and avocado and just oh and hot sauce give me some el yucateco hot sauce bitch oh my gosh I love everything spicy, first of all. Well, I guess that was last of all, but I love spicy food. Um, so yeah, and sometimes, as far as like the intermittent fasting goes, sometimes I'm not even hungry for lunch and I'll eat a big ass dinner. But let me tell you, I have a ton of freaking calories. I eat about 1,700 to 1,900 calories every single day. I am getting in the nutrition. So don't come for me and tell me that eating lunch is bad for me or not eating lunch is bad for me. I just listen to my body. And I'm not worried about being in, in ketosis. I'm not worried about my eating window. People ask me my eating window all the time. I don't know. I don't know. I just listen to my body and do what works best for me. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with this, these years of, um, self experimentation and trial and error and just all of this years of knowledge of, of trying different things. And now I just kind of like do what works best for me. And that's why I know like, okay, I'm comfortable where I'm at. I'm comfortable playing around and eating different foods. Um, but right now I feel like I'm ready to like go to the next step and maybe like pay more attention on whether I'm in ketosis or not, but only for a short amount of time. Like I'm not going to live that way forever. I've found a way that I enjoy eating to maintain. And yeah, anyway, that's kind of where I'm at with my mindset on that. Oh yeah, I got a lot of questions that had nothing to do with health and fitness. I feel like people don't read things on Instagram. <laughs> like half of these questions are just lifestyle questions and yeah. Uh... Okay, I liked this question. This is Katie on Instagram. She asked me if I have any health and wellness regrets and if I wish that I'd done anything differently. And I loved this question because I have to say no. Um, I think life in general is a journey that you have to um, make mistakes and you have to learn from your mistakes. And if you didn't learn from them and make them in the first place, then you wouldn't learn from that mistake. So I wouldn't even say that I made any mistakes, honestly. I think that everything has served a purpose and everything has happened for a reason. And all of the things that I have done and all the things that I've tried have benefited me. And I, I now am at a place of even greater knowledge than when I ever first started trying uh, down this health and wellness journey. So absolutely not. I'm very happy with all of the decisions I've made. I feel like I've learned a lot and I'm going to continue to learn more. I'm only 31. Can you believe like I'm going to know so much by the time I'm like 60? She's going to be one healthy bitch. Molly Rosie Ann asked me how 
do you get the energy to work out on your period? I loved this question because everybody's different. So this is going to be very personal, but I have a very, um, my period has come a long way. I used to have horrible periods. That's something else that I forgot to mention in like my symptoms from back then is my periods were awful. Like in high school and, and in middle school, like I wouldn't even go to school sometimes because the pain was so excruciating the flow was so intense like the clots were intense like everything was intense i am now at a place where sometimes i don't even take any pain medication i just kind of like go throughout my day my flow is more heavy the first two days but i think that that's pretty normal and then it's kind of like whatever um my my cycle is very consistent um like to a T I um take my temperature with natural cycles and check my period that way so that I can be in the know with my body and all of that um and yeah as far as workouts go I listen to my body that's that's one of the only pros that I have from not working with a trainer now is that like if I am feeling more low energy I can decide if I want to take the day off you know, and not feel bad about like canceling or something. Um, but I've just, it's very rare that I feel like I don't have the energy to work out. They actually say that like lifting heavier is better the week of your period. I feel that way come day three, but day one and two, oh my gosh, there have been, this is going to be so TMI, but I don't even care. This is what this podcast is about. Um, there were days where I would be on my period, like day one or day two and have to do like a heavy deadlift. I swear, I swear my tampon was going to shoot out of me because it was so loaded. Like, (laughs) uh, but they say to like lift heavy during your period because you have, you're supposed to have more energy during that time. Um, but I don't, I don't enjoy doing that (laughs) to be honest with you, at least those first two days. Cause it's just like, it's too much. I can't lift heavy, like, especially a deadlift. It just, it felt like it was going to shoot right out of me. Um, But yeah, actually, I feel pretty decent on my period, but I know that so many people don't. Um, And the days that I don't really feel it, I don't go or I do something chill. I was going to say hot yoga, but to be honest, being upside down, opening my legs and being all stretchy in a hot room while I'm bleeding profusely, I just don't think that that's the vibe for me. But you have to figure that out for yourself. Some people like that kind of thing on their period. Um, But like my friend Amanda, she can't work out that whole week when she's on her period it just she just can't she's got so much pain so much more going on so you know you kind of have to feel that out for me I feel like maybe I'm a unicorn I can work out every day of my period no problem but there have been times where I am in pain and I do decide to sit it out but um yeah you kind of have to decide that for you Leanne asked me on Instagram, how do I motivate myself? And that kind of goes along with what I was talking about with like getting into a routine. Um, I think the reason why I've stayed so consistent for so long with working out is it's not about motivation. So I'm never trying to motivate myself. And if you are, you're going to fail, honestly, because I used to do that. And sometimes I'll find myself getting into that mindset of like, well, I'm not motivated and then I just don't go. It's not about that. It's only about routine and consistency and getting in a routine of like, well, it's not about your emotions and it's not about how you feel. It's about this is what I've decided to do. My future self will thank me for it. And this is what I need to do today. And just going and then afterwards, you're going to feel amazing. And it's getting into that routine of just being consistent, going at the same time every day or whatever works for you and your schedule, but just following through with 
what you told yourself you wanted to do is how you can stay consistent and keep going. So um, it really has nothing to do with motivation, honestly, because if it was, you wouldn't go or you'd only go the times that you felt motivated. And then finally, the last question, do you track your food and what app do you like? So I track and then sometimes I don't track. And I feel like um, for me personally, I enjoy tracking when I have a goal in mind and when I want to be more focused. Um, and for me, I feel like that's healthy for me. Um, also, when I first started getting into all of this stuff, I started tracking because I didn't know what a protein, carb, and a fat was. So it really helped me gain a lot of knowledge. Now I can look at food and I can already estimate what what that is. Like I can look at a burger patty with cheese and I can look at like the rice and I can look at the broccoli and I know I know what that is consisted of because I've had so much years of experience and now I know what what that is and so it makes intuitive eating so much easier but the app that i would use when i would track is my fitness pal i have like the the premium version so i can get very um specific with like my target goals for my pre my protein fats and carbs um and i haven't been tracking let's see i don't think i've been tracking since like february honestly and i'm about ready to get back into it because i've had like this nice long break of it um and it was never like okay come june you're gonna track again no i didn't have that conversation with myself at all it was kind of like okay i'm gonna take a little break and right now i've just the last couple days i'm like okay i'm ready to track again so i'll be doing that um i don't think i want to share what my macros are just because everybody's different um and that's going to be very 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 personalized for you depending on your activity schedule um what your workout routine is what your body is like i would highly recommend hiring a nutritionist for that um but i don't know maybe i'll share eventually um i still have to go in and like put in my uh goals and everything and figure all that out but um yeah when i track i use my fitness pal um, and quickly, I want to touch on intuitive eating because I feel like a lot of people talk about eating intuitively and there's not, here's the thing that I feel like is ultimately, ultimately the goal. And I feel like, I don't want to say it's rare, but I feel like for people who have a hard time with food, which is a lot of women, um, eating intuitive, intuitively can be difficult, uh, especially if you don't know, like, like I was saying, how I didn't know what like the food consisted of and I didn't know what a protein, a fat, and a carb was and I didn't know what like a typical day of eating would, would make me feel good and what that would look like. I feel like, and this isn't for everyone, but I feel like a lot, at least, I'll just say for myself, there's no way I would have been able to eat intuitively if I hadn't tracked in the past because that gave me so much knowledge and so much experience and now like I probably could eat intuitively for the rest of my life and feel fine and like have results and and feel great and 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 live on you know um I've been eating intuitively since February basically I haven't been tracking I've just been eating um that I think is ultimately the goal, but I also don't think that there's anything wrong with tracking um, if you have a healthy relationship with it. I think at the end of the day, you have to be honest with yourself. 
you know, if you're having these intrusive thoughts and these negative thoughts and you're using it and abusing it, like be honest with yourself and maybe not do that if that's how you're feeling. Um, but if you find that it's it, like if you can be honest with yourself and you're and it's benefiting you and it is you do have a healthy relationship with it, then I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, but yeah, I think that that is very personal. So for me, like my ultimate goal would be to not track but I feel like maybe I'm there like I don't really feel like I need to track but I do feel like right now I kind of want to again and I feel like just just I don't know being so like nonchalant about it is like uh I guess kind of where I want to be you know I'm just kind of chill about it okay and lastly I did want to talk a little bit on body image emotional eating self-confidence and all of that I know I talked about that a little bit in this episode I would like to do more of a deep dive on that in the future because that I feel like is um a lot more in the mental health space and it does correlate with this of course because this is like nutrition and health and fitness and all of that it's all tied together but I feel like that could be I could get more in depth with that in a future episode if you'd like Um, because I only touched on it a little bit here just you know kind of mentioned how I struggled with it and how that looked like but I haven't really talked very deeply about like how that has like related to trauma and all of that because yeah I'm learning a lot with that and um Maybe in the future I can get more in depth with like tangible tools that I use to get over that because I do think um, even though I've been in a really good place with my emotional eating the past um, year, year and a half, yeah, like I haven't really struggled with it since beginning of 2022. Yeah, it's, so it's been like a year, year and a half since I've really had like a binge eating, emotional eating uh I don't want to call it an episode that sounds a little dramatic but yeah um I have totally lost my train of thought it's been a while so I feel like I'm at a really good place now um but I also am realistic and understand that it is something that I have struggled with for a while now so I know that it is that there's a potential for it to pop back up in the future and just you know learning tools to cope with that and how to uh, navigate that in the future is um, something that I'm working on with my therapist and I will report back to you um, because we haven't gone down a deep dive in that very much uh, yet so anyways That concludes everything for this episode today. I hope that this was in-depth enough. It had to be. I've been talking for a minute. My throat hurts. Um, But I just appreciate you watching. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm so in like YouTube mode. I appreciate you listening and hanging out with me today. Um, And I hope that this was helpful. And I I know that like some of the stuff that I've mentioned is probably a little controversial. Um, But I just wanted to be very open and honest and vulnerable with you today and just talk about like just truly what I have experienced in my journey again any of my opinions on what I do for me is never like I'm never putting that on you if you ever want to try anything I mean you be your own judge um you have to experience these things for yourself and you know trial and I like trial and error for yourself but I'm never going to tell you that like what I'm doing exactly what I'm doing is what you need to be doing too um 
again, like if you have any questions or you need help with something, like you can always feel free to reach out to me, but just know like I am not a doctor. I am not a nutritionist. I am not a health professional. Anything that I talk about is just my experience and based on like what I have done and tried. And like, if you want to try it too, if you want to try it too, cool. If not, cool, whatever. I just, everybody, I just think especially in diet culture and like the health and wellness space, I think a lot of times people get really passionate about stuff because it works for them. So then when it works for them, they're excited. And I think people just want to help others. And I think that's why people get very judgmental and very dogmatic with their diets and with their exercises and with their things. So then they get very judgmental when someone else is the exact same way about something totally opposite. Like I think about the Um, vegan community and the carnivore community there are people in both camps that just get so fired up about their their lifestyle that they can't imagine anybody doing anything different and then they push their opinions and ideas on others and just kind of like stepping back and like getting out of that dogmatic way of thinking is I think where we can find some uh, some peace here, and um, there's just so much contradicting information out there, especially even in just the things that I do and the things that I eat, and I try to just be very chill about it, but, you know, just taking a step back and, and really thinking for yourself and trying things out for yourself and seeing what works best for you is like, that's where it's at. And that's kind of like where I've gotten to after all of these uh, years of trial and error. And so maybe the way that I'm eating isn't for you and that's fine. Um, I think that all of us just finding a place of peace in our food and our workout journeys and health journeys and stuff is is the ultimate goal so anyways i appreciate you listening thank you so much um if you feel so inclined please rate and review (laughs) please rate and review this podcast um i would really really appreciate it and oh i'm just so excited to be doing this thank you so much for listening and i will see you guys or i won't see you oh my gosh i will talk to you guys in the next episode bye Thank you.